You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, forward, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder and host of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. If you haven't tried out Built for the Stage yet, go to builtforthestage.com. And yeah, we'll start chatting up about marrying your fitness pursuits with your time on the stage or in the studio or in the rehearsal room, what have you. Uh, Thanks to Broadway Podcast Network. You can check them out at bpn.fm. All right, always got an exciting guest for us today. I recently saw the first preview of Paradise Square. I I did not want to wait one second to see this show. I got in there the second they let the audience in. And it was a magnificent show. Not only was uh, the show itself amazing and the, and the performers amazing, but the costumes, actually, I didn't tell our guests this yet, the costumes inspired me to buy two new wardrobes that are basically, really? <laughs> basically <laughs> identical, basically identical to what they're wearing on the stage. And I cannot wait to wear that at the next show that I go and see. Um, this guest uh, is uh, a part of the ensemble, and they have a, a featured uh, part where they they sing. Uh, a few lines and and what have you, and and other ensemble members did as well. But when this particular person opened up their magnificent singing uh, voice, it was like, wow, you better take your moment. You better take your (laughs) moment. And I was like, I got to talk to this person. I got to. And then coincidentally enough, we run into each other on the subway after the show. So it was meant to be. Please welcome to the podcast, Lee Siegel. Hi, Lee. Hey, Joe. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Happy Friday. We have uh, made it through the week. It's been a it's been a unique week, and uh, maybe a little bit longer for you all at Paradise Square. Um, Tell us a little bit about that and why you've had the opportunity to watch so many movies lately. Uh, Well, I've been able to watch uh, so many great movies because, unfortunately. Uh, COVID came knocking at our door at Paradise Square, um, and uh, it took out a bunch of us. And over a two-week period, um, most of our cast, uh, unfortunately, had to go home 
for 10 days of quarantining time. Um, and in 10 days of quarantine time, you can watch a lot of stuff. And I have watched um, countless, uh, I hate to admit this, but countless serial killer movies and documentaries, um, horror movies from A to Z, um, and then Seinfeld. Really a, quite the combination of stuff wow. going on there. Yeah, I, I, I think it was on your story, maybe? You said... I was watching all of these horror flicks, and then before I went to bed, I had to watch like a cooking show or something just so I, I could did, fall, yeah. just so I could fall asleep. I did. I watched. Uh, I'm a huge fan of America's Test Kitchen, um, and so I just threw on some PBS app and uh, watched a whole bunch of America's Test Kitchen so I could get the horrible images of serial killers out of my head before bed while on Nyquil. And if anyone's ever taken Nyquil, that this is a plug for Nyquil. But it's a good trippy, trippy, uh, trippy way to fall asleep. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Would you say what? Obviously, it sucks that this happened with COVID and y'all having to take this break. Are you in a way grateful for the break, though? Meaning, was your lead-in to previews and getting ready for opening was it kind of madness, as it it can sort of be with a new show and getting things ready to go? How was that like? Uh, well, yeah, absolutely. It was madness. We were lucky because in September of 2021, we did out of town tryout in Chicago. Um, so coming back to rehearsal wasn't quite as intense as it could have been. Uh, we did rehearse for three weeks um, over at Pearl Studios, but um, we only had to rehearse in one new cast member, two new cast members, I think. Um, so for the rest of the cast, it wasn't as intense as it could have been. Mind you, however, um, we were doing it in the middle of pandemic times, because let's be honest, we're still fighting COVID. Um, so we're dancing masked, we're singing masked. Um, we were in, there are 40 of us in a, in a tight studio space. So each day was just kind of like gaining uh, strength to get through those days in a, in a tight quarter. Um, but luckily our cast is phenomenal. Every person on that stage is out of this world. And uh, so by the time we got to our first preview, were we a little tired and tense? Yes, um, but it could have been a lot worse. So I'm glad it wasn't, and I'm glad uh, I'm glad we made it through to opening before COVID struck us all. Yeah, was great. Yeah. What's your background as a vocalist? Because your voice was truly next level. On staccato. <laughs> And I'm, I'm not trying to be disingenuous and try to flatter. I truly was just blown away by your singing. Um, has that always been just a, a strength of yours? Or, yeah, tell us a little bit about your background as a vocalist. Thanks, man. Um, well, I appreciate that. And the, uh, the intro you gave me was, please introduce me every day. Um, the, um, <laughs> uh, uh, I get this question a lot. And uh, after graduating high school, I was working the next day in a dinner theater in Niagara Falls, and I've never had a lesson in my life. Um, I, didn't go, I didn't go to theater school. I didn't get vocal training. I didn't do any of the stuff that everyone has paid millions of dollars for. Um, I was really lucky. I, I was blessed, uh, some would say. And uh, yeah, I was singing since the age of four. Um, Long story short, one of the first songs I ever sang in the house was Jesus Christ Superstar. 
uh, which drove my parents insane. And we also had a Lou Rawls album. Uh, and on that, he sang Tomorrow from Annie. Um, 30 years later or so, I made my Broadway debut at the Neil Simon Theater, where Annie premiered in a production of Jesus Christ Superstar. Um, my favorite singing artist is Billy Joel, and uh, my favorite album of Billy Joel is 52nd Street, which is where the Neil Simon is located. Um, so I think it was meant to be. The voice just kind of came over time. I had great directors and music directors over the years, and uh, as an actor, I always pay attention to everybody's notes, not just my own. So it always drives me nuts if a director like takes an actor aside and whispers in their ear. Because I was like, no, no, no I want to know what you're saying. Because I can learn from that. Um, and I think that's kind of what happened over the years. I just learned from watching other people do and finding my own voice. Yeah, so that was going to be my question, the finding your own voice. You had mentioned some things growing up that you would listen to and sing along to and was there any one in particular that you think really made an impact on your either style, timbre, how you approached making sound? Um, Motown played a lot in my youth. Uh, the Motown sound was big in my childhood. At, but as was Billy Joel, for some reason, those two are those. Motown was in the house uh, a lot. So um, Stevie Wonder, um, uh, Sam Cooke, all of those those men, artists of the Motown era and beyond, uh, were influential, as was Billy Joel. And uh, mom had LPs playing in the house a lot. And the radio stations used to play 50s, 60s music. There was a time when that was oldies, and now 80s music is oldies, and I feel like an oldie. <laughs> what, what, how is your, how's your time on, on that topic? How's your time in the industry evolved as the years have gone on. You made your Broadway debut, I saw, in Jesus Christ Superstar, which was probably full circle since you said that was a big part of growing up. Uh, that was in 2012, and here we are 10 years later, 2022, and you're uh, on Broadway again in Paradise Square. How, is, how has the industry evolved? How have you evolved? Um, yeah. Uh, how have I evolved? When I was a kid, Broadway was like the dream, as every kid ever wants, who wants to be here knows. Um, it was the end-all, be-all. I had the it wall in my bedroom that was just filled with posters of um, the shows I wanted to do. Over time, I've been around for 44 years, so I've checked a lot of them off, thankfully. Um, but when I got to Broadway and the big dream arrived, it was kind of eye-opening to notice that it's a business before the art sometimes, um, that it's very much like the art is important, but the business part is more important. It is called show business for a reason. Um, so that kind of threw me for a loop. And so coming back the second time, I knew what to expect. Um, and I think that that helped a lot. I wasn't quite as demystified the second time around. Uh, not to say that Broadway isn't wonderful because it's absolutely freaking amazing. But it, it like the same thing that you do at Ridley Community College is essentially the same thing you're doing on a Broadway stage, just with a lot more money and a lot more training. But you still have stage left, stage right, a stage manager and other cast members that you're working with. So the job is the same. It's just that you're in a, a much larger capacity of doing it. Um, 
And I had to remember that. Yeah, I love that you brought that up. I, we don't talk about that a lot on this podcast in particular. And I don't know if a lot of performers have this conversation. Um, right now, the NFL draft is coming up and professional professional sports and Broadway are, are, are the same. They're literally the same as far as the business goes. On the athletic sports side of it, you have these players and it's the love of the game and you know all it's about winning or whatever but the owners of the team it's about the bottom line it's about you know the dollar and when these producers are looking to invest in a in a show at the end of the day yeah the art is important but art in debt is not <laughs> sustainable art so Absolutely. that's uh I think that's something as artists is hard for us to kind of swallow and if, if you will, because for us, it's about the art, but there's that other side of it that, that comes into play. Yeah. Um, there's, a, I mean, there's a lot of money in these shows. Like there's a lot of money in football or any of the sports actually. Um, and like you said, it's hard for the artist who is there because they love the art. They love what they're doing to see the bigger picture of things. Um, and no ticket sales is no show. So yeah. that's a producer really has to gauge that. And when you get here, that is bigger than you actually think it is when you get here. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Did you firsthand get to see or notice anything from when you all were in Chicago to when you came to New York and what uh, changes were made to the show that you might've seen as like, Oh, this is definitely not just about the art, but maybe a business decision. Maybe a scene was cut because of a, a set, you know, something like that. Um, actually, I think we got more set moves when we came here um, in Chicago. I think we, um, we did, we added five, I want to say five new songs from the Chicago production and cut a couple from the Chicago production, which were all for uh, the, the betterment of the show. Um, more storytelling songs, more raising the stakes songs. Um, the beautiful thing about our show is it's an original musical. It's not based on anything. A lot of shows have like a book that they have like a point A to point Z, Z, sorry Americans, um, <laughs> and uh, um, to follow, but our blueprint was was literally anything we wanted it to be. Um, so that, that's, that was kind of the journey of the show. And I think the producers and our creative team going, 
what will work, what will not, what can we tell, what can't we tell, how far can we push. Um, our show is racially charged. Um, and in the rehearsal hall, it took a lot of, of meetings and conversations between the African-American cast and the Caucasian cast to be like, what are we comfortable with? How has this made you feel? Um, a lot of that happened to, to form Paradise Square. A lot of it the audience won't see or know, but because we did it, it made us stronger. And when we got to New York, we did a lot more of that and it made us even a stronger, a stronger bond of friendship and a stronger bond on stage. Yeah. If, if things are going well off stage, then it's more likely to go better on stage for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> uh -huh. if, um, so you said A to Z and said, sorry, Americans, where are you? Are you originally from somewhere else or are you from out of the States? <laughs> uh, okay. So I was born in Buffalo, New York. Uh, but since the age of four, I've lived in Niagara Falls, Canada. Um, oh, you're a Canadian, so eh? I'm a, I'm, I'm a dual, eh? <laughs> um, but, but because I've been there so long, um, Zed comes out of my mouth more than it should. Um, <laughs> So as soon as I said it, I was like, oh, no, I'm going to give away that I'm a Canadian. Uh, but I'm, I'm a dual citizenship, so yeah. Okay, very cool. So when did you come back over to the States? Um, I haven't – well, I've kind of been here for New York. I arrived uh, to come back to do the show, and the last time I lived here was in 2012 to do Superstar. Oh. Um, yeah, so I've been back in Canada. I uh, started a theater company during the pandemic which is a crazy thing to do. Um, but I used to have another job. I was an artistic director for a dinner theater in the falls for a while, which unfortunately closed because of the pandemic. Um, so when I had to look at all my employees and say, you no longer have a job, unfortunately, it broke my heart. And the next day I gathered a bunch of people and said, can we start a theater company? It's a crazy idea in the middle of a world pandemic, but I want people to work. So. That's uh, that's where I, what I do in Canada, and then New York called, and I said, "All right, I'll go for a little while." Okay, tell us about that New York called. So, how did New York call, and you got this opportunity to to be in the show? Um, I had been doing the workshop of what used to be called Hard Times uh, since 2015, and it had taken place in Toronto. Although most of the workshops for the show took place in Toronto, so uh, in 2015, my agent called and said, "There's this new show. Do you want to go audition for it?" I said, sure. I've always, my, like, one of my checkoff dreams has been to be an original Broadway cast member and to be in the room when, like, a show was created from the ground up. Uh, so I jumped at the chance to say yes. Uh, they took me on board, and from 2015 till now, I did most, I think I missed two, of the workshops they did for the show. Um, and so myself and one other performer are are the only two that have been in it from the beginning um, when we started Hard Time slash Paradise Square. Uh, and that's what happened. I went in and I sang for Moises Kaufman and uh, Mr. Jabinski, and I did a monologue from Forrest Gump. That's right, Forrest Gump. And I sang Home from The Wiz. That was my audition for Paradise Square. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, Jenny, uh, when Forrest goes to meet, like, Jenny's, goes to her grave. Uh, that was my monologue for this show. <laughs> okay, yeah. what was that? Is that, like, a, 
a stapled piece for you that you do all the time or what 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 brought this on uh i needed a monologue i needed one quickly and uh so i went to the interweb and i said hey interweb give me something uh that i can memorize quickly and lo and behold jenny's monologue Forrest Gump's monologue to Jenny popped up. And I said, well, I love this movie. Um, I really love that movie. And so I thought, ah, why not? Um, we, I didn't know what Paradise Square was at all. When I first auditioned, they were just like, bring a monologue and a song. So I did that. I think my other song was Buffalo Nickel from Ragtime, maybe, I think. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's, that's how Forrest Gump came to me. When you did the Forrest Gump monologue, you did not take on the characteristics of Forrest Gump, correct? It is 2022. How stupid do you think I am? <laughs> no, okay. I did not. I so, mean, it was 2015, but no, I did not take on the. Um, the reason the I Gump asked movies. the reason I asked the obvious question was I now am like running through that scene and trying to uh, visualize how it would be for. Um, for you, Lee, to be saying the lines, to be going through the moments, and I think that would be—it's such a—it's such a simple, not a simple scene. It's—it's it's a heartfelt scene, but it's literally just someone talking to someone they've lost in yeah. death and standing at their grave, saying how much they miss them. Yeah. Um, so even without the Forrest Gumpisms, it's a beautiful scene. So I think right. any actor could do it. Um, you don't have to be Tom Hanks um, in the film to to portray the emotion in that in that performance. Cool. Yeah. No, I I literally when I saw Forrest Gump, I was like, mm, no. But then I read the words, I was like, actually, as a just a regular soul, this is okay. Yeah, it's it's almost like when you hear someone cover. A famous song, but they do mm -hmm. it complete, completely different. And most yeah. of, the, and it it just is so amazing that just you know the words themselves have such versatility and depth that it could literally take on a whole other form. Yeah. And I think speaking of new original pieces like Paradise Square, I think that's the tough part about it is that you have sometimes it's more difficult to have lots of options than to to have maybe a narrow frame of mind because there's a previous book or a previous movie you have so many different ways you can go about it that you might get lost in that so yeah absolutely and like i said i've been with the show since day one i have seen every incarnation of paradise square that one can imagine um we've done the endings where it's a traumatic ending where something horrifically racially charged happens and it ended and everyone that was in the room just kind of felt gross. Um, we've done the ending where it's abundantly happy. And again, everyone in the room just kind of felt gross. Um, so it's been a delicate balance of how do you tell this story um, and not overstepping the boundaries of making people feel extremely uncomfortable even though this is this actually happened like these characters may be fictitious but the events actually happened so um it's not like we're creating like all of this bad trauma this shit was real yeah um and 
to take to ask the African American cast to relive that, to go through what their ancestors went through, um, can be very detrimental. And the same for like the the Caucasian who our Caucasian cast playing the Irish people. Um, it's also a little like people were messed up at the time. Right? I mean, people were in hard times. No pun intended. Um, as we are now in the world, um, things are racially charged then as they are now in the world. I mean, just the other day, another uh, black man was killed by a police officer, um, unfortunately. And the topics of Paradise Square are quite relevant to what's happening in the world today. Um, rambling on a bit, but my uh, the sentiment is the fact that we went through a lot in the rehearsal hall to make what you see today. Um, and every option was on the table. Like you said, you can't get lost in the weeds of like, oh, we can go this way or we can go that way. Uh, we went a thousand different ways before we took the Paradise Square, the what, what you see today on Broadway. Um, so if anyone ever sees the show and is like, well, why didn't they end it this way? 1000% we ended it that way in a rehearsal hall and it didn't go well. <laughs> there was and um and one thousand percent there was a, a song here that used to be here and again it didn't go well so by the time we got to what you see today 40 people in the cast and an entire creative team were in the decision making of what works and what doesn't like our creative team of course had the yes or no say but we had a lot of discussions about um does this work does just saying this in this way, um, how does it make you feel? How would it make an audience member feel? There was a lot of that. Um, so for anyone that does see Paradise Square, and it's art. Everyone's going to have an opinion about art. Love it or hate it. Um, a lot of people love it, and I love it. And our cast has been 100% behind everything you see. Um, but it didn't come without a lot of conversations yeah yeah well that's great that you all were involved in that you know that they gave the cast and the creatives a voice as well and in, in weighing in on on their feelings and opinions about what is feeling right and what is not sitting well yeah so uh before we let you go i really appreciate your time thank you so much for joining us My who pleasure. is who is lee outside of the arts or on a stage or singing what what does lee like to do outside of theater uh when i'm not in theater uh i enjoy uh photography i am a uh i love doing touristy shit so i've been all around new york city i've done the top of the rock the top of the empire state building all the stuff um i love looking at history like the buildings and what was there before um, I, I'm composing and writing my own shows on the side when I'm not on stage. Uh, and I love to cook. I, uh, enjoy cooking and, uh, just spending time with friends and board games. Nice. Old school board cool, games. Cool. Yeah. That's funny. You, you brought that up about the tourist thing, because that's such a pet peeve of mine when you have these like snooty city dwellers that say oh i'm not gonna do that whatever and then you say well have have you ever done it and they'll say no and i'm like okay wait 
So you've lived in, I don't know, New York City for 15, 20 years, and you've never seen the Statue of Liberty. Like, (laughs) that's like, are you going to go to Paris and not go to the Eiffel Tower? Like, I don't care if you live, if you live there, like, come on, you got to go see it. Like the other day, um, I went to the top of the rock um, at the sunset time just to watch the sunset over New York City. And if you have never, if you've lived in the city and never gone to the top of a building to watch the sunset over New York, run, do it now. It's incredible. Right. Um, and it, and you just look out at all the windows and all of the buildings out there, and you're like, there are millions of people with millions of stories looking out of all of those windows. Yeah. And that's like, it's mind-blowing. And I agree, if you live in New York City and have never been to the Statue of Liberty, come on. It's like, it's what, it's what America is built on. It's true, on. though. I know people. <laughs> I know people that have been there for a long time. I'll just say thanks for for being on the show, Lee. I really appreciate it. If you haven't seen Paradise Square and you're listening right now, run to the theater and go see it. Uh, Everything that we chatted about, I'll make sure to put links and info in the description of this episode. So thanks again for listening, everyone. Lee, thank you. Thank you. uh, Go see a Broadway show, friends. Yes, absolutely. Support Broadway, support the arts. Love to you all. Later. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.